he's got a nose for news and a face for radio. You're listening to Price's Highway, the podcast, with your host, Steve Price. A night to remember how your silence and your sipping could make a big difference for first responders in our area. We'll explain. It's open enrollment time for folks on Medicare. If you or someone you know is on this program, you'll want to hear some important tips from a local agent who mega cares. Hear why the bread lady, Sarah Gonzalez, is really booking it these days. Plus, dumb things we all do when no one is looking. All right, giddy up. Let's do this thing. Price's Highway is presented by Price Sells Homes. Don't think twice. Call Carrie Price at 615 497 3317 or find her on the web at pricesellshomes.com. Now on with the show. Buckle up Spring Hill Metroplex and enjoy the ride. I'm Craig Midget, your new co-host, and this is Price's Highway, the podcast. All right, everybody. It looks like I'm back in the saddle and this time I have a co-host. And who is that co-host? It is my online rival, Craig Midget. Craig, what in the world are you doing in my house? Well, Steve, I rang the doorbell and you opened it. So you unlocked, you unlocked the door. <laughs> I really did unlock the door to this. Um, and you invited me to come here. So, Well, you know, I just figured that I needed a little help with the co- You know, I'm not very good at this, <laughs> honestly. And I just need somebody to bounce some ideas off to banter with. Because bantering to a wall is no fun. And you thought I could breathe life into <laughs> into what? your podcast? I thought you might bring maybe like two or three more audience members, maybe. I could be, wait till, when I tell my mom about it. <laughs> yeah, she might she might jump on board. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, well, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Everybody kind of knows. You. Well, the people who do know of you kind of knows you're a cut up over there on the on the different local Facebook groups. But, um, you know, I, I mean, you've got a job. you got you got some side hustles going on. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. When, I, when I'm not on Facebook, I, I do actually have a day job. I have a company that employs me that um, does healthcare um, IT, basically. Um, serves a large portion of the healthcare industry. Um, but then we also, you know, I have a family, a wife of, uh, let's see, 18 years. 19 coming up in March. Seems like a really long time. Uh, a couple kids in high school. Um, a whole bunch of critters around our little farm. We, we moved to a place in Columbia between uh, the city of Columbia and, and city of Spring Hill uh, last year. I hear you've uh, created quite a buzz in that community. A buzz, you say. Yes. Uh, a few years ago, we got into, into keeping bees. And this last year, it's become a, a greater focus and a, a little bit of a, a more intentional side hustle. Actually, made a little bit of money. Really nice, uh, a little bit uh, this this past year, enough to at least uh, cover some some of my expenses and of a expanding scope of what of what we're doing down there. Do you have a pretty long honeydew list? Oh, good grief! <laughs> is that the way this is going to be? Um, <laughs> this is how it's going to be. You know what? It's now that I've actually, the first few years, we, I think we got bees first back in 2017. Um, but I was just kind of, I, I just kind of gave them a place to stay and I was new at it and, and not very good at it. Last year, I really got into more managing bees and becoming a beekeeper. Um, this year, it's expanded 
even more. Uh, this year I had my first honey harvest and I, I sold out of honey within like two or three weeks and have gotten more, I've, I've learned a lot more. I've learned more about um, managing and, and raising them and expanding an apiary and uh, making more bees and making more colonies and even I grew some queens um, this summer at the end of the summer. Um, so that's something I'm, I'll be, I have a, a greater, a greater focus on actually doing more, you know, come this next spring once the season starts again. Bees are kind of dormant and inactive over the winter, uh, but spring will, will really pick up again. You grew queens? How does that work? It, it's, it's actually really, really, really cool. Um, I, a, um, a honeybee egg laid by a queen in the bottom of that little cell that you see, you know, the honeycomb, one of those individual cells, has a tiny little egg in there the size of like a grain of rice, smaller than a grain of rice. And there's a, there's a little delicate tool that you can use to actually pick that egg up and put it in a special cup and put it in a, in a, in a separate hive with all young nurse bees whose who's focus is on um, raising young. And you put, in this, you, put a, you put a bunch of those eggs in these special cells and they raise them as queens. Um, raising queens is all about the food that they receive. So versus, uh, or sorry, queens will receive a, a royal jelly fit for a queen uh-huh. versus, did I steal your pun? Yes. Okay, good. Uh, versus just standard worker jelly, and and yeah, um, a little a small little hive of four or five frames of bees can you can raise fifteen, thirty, forty five queens out of that, um, and then take existing colonies and split them up into smaller ones, and then put those queens in those smaller in those smaller kind of startup colonies, and then you have you have new new colonies. So you're like a bee god. No, no. Not yet, far from it. Um, but I'm learning. But I guess. I guess. I guess to them, I'm a god. Yeah, yeah. You're creating life. Sorta. You know. I'm giving them the means. Some people are scared of bees. Should we be scared of bees? It depends. Depends on what you're doing with bees. Um, like if you're watching I, My Girl. <laughs> Be, be then, scared of bees? Then, yeah, be scared of bees. If that's I, your I've only, been, I've been that's scared your of bees only, since my girl. If that's your only bee yeah. experience, yeah. then, yeah, you should be scared yeah. of bees. I can like, understand that. What was that, 92? I don't even yeah. remember. Um, but, you know, a hive of bees, an established hive of bees, if if they're in a bad mood that day, you can get hit a few times. Oh, they get moody. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, really? If it's the middle of the summer and it's hot and then there's – not a lot of food out there, resources out there for them. They can be moody then too. What about those hornet bastards? <laughs> they'll just they'll sting you just for the heck of it. They will. Those are wasps. But uh, but some bees are gentle. Uh, one one thing that people get um, scared of in the in the spring, in Tennessee, April and May, even into June, um, bee, established bee colonies will swarm, and they'll send uh, the existing queen will actually leave the the hive. And she will take half the bees or so with her, and they'll go out and start a, a new colony somewhere else. Those swarms will often 
when, once they leave the hive, they'll land somewhere nearby on a, on a tree branch, on a, on a fence board or something like that. And people sometimes get freaked out about those. About those. But those are actually some of the generalist bees um, you, can, you, can, you can come across. Those, they don't have anything to protect. They don't have resource, resources to protect. They don't have uh, brood and eggs and larvae. Uh, that's their future that they're trying to protect. They're just resting to go before they go find a, a new place to start a colony. So those, those bees are often really, really gentle. Um, so if, you, if people see those, it's not a, it's not a great concern. But it's a great opportunity for to let a, a bee a beekeeper come out and give them a, a good home. Now you know what the other day I was being quite an idiot. Um, transition here. That's a strong one. <laughs> oh man, it stings. Anyway, so I was a uh, you know I'm I'm not as young as I used to be. Obviously not. Um, I think I'm forty four ish. Ish. Yeah, ish. Um, Got to check my driver's license. But um, you don't look at day over forty-five. Well, thank you, thank you. Um, I w- so my eyes aren't my twenty-four-year-old eyes. I was looking at some fine print on a piece of paper, and so I, I held the paper there, and I got my index finger and my thumb, and I tried to zoom in on a piece of paper. Didn't work out too well. <laughs> but felt like an idiot. <laughs> I, I wish there was a video of that. I, I'm glad there's not. <laughs> Have you done anything, or can you top that? Hmm. With technology, some boneheaded use of technology. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I catch myself doing sometimes, as I'm as I'm working during the day, not my Facebook job, but my <laughs> yeah, real I was job. gonna say, yeah. real 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 job. When you're... Um, sitting at a desk, couple monitors that I'm uh, doing doing work on. I usually have a usually have my cell phone sitting on a, on a stand right between below the two monitors. And if I've been having a conversation with someone in messages or, or text or something, or I see something pop up that I'm interested in responding to, I'll often grab my mouse and try to mouse over to my phone. That's pretty bad. It doesn't work. No. Hasn't ever worked. Oh, sidecarring the, uh, the iPhone there. I posed this question on Prices Highway the other day to let people know that, you know, it's okay to be, be an idiot every once in a while because Lord knows I'm, I do that every day. Um, so, some people ha- responded, uh, such as Becky. She actually did that last week. Same, same thing. thing. Same thing I did. As you? Yep. Yep. Did it. Uh, Randa said that she has actually pressed something on a piece of paper to copy it. So let's no. highlight it. <laughs> That's incredible. That's a good one. Uh, that may or may not top what we've done, but it, that is incredible. Um, Ruth tried to hit like on an email. Nice. And, uh, let's see, let's, uh, Rachel says, oh my gosh, I was just saying the same thing to some coworkers this week. I found an old class picture from high school and I had to fight the instinct to pinch and zoom. <laughs> uh, Deb, she, uh, she used her bank pin number to shut off the office alarm a couple times. First time I did it, set the alarm off. <laughs> Okay, this this one's bizarre. Serena, <laughs> how about lifting your foot in the shower to wash it, lose your balance, stumble towards the outside of the tub, and try grabbing on the stream of water to keep you upright? <laughs> okay, so Sarah's on the line. Uh, apparently, 
she has done something as ridiculous as I have. And Sarah, what did you do? Um, perhaps even more ridiculous, but um, I, I used my key fob for my car to try to unlock things, like my front door, and uh, the storage at the bakery uh, to try to get into it to get paper goods and stuff like that. So for some reason, I don't know why, but apparently in my brain, my key fob for my car is like the ultimate unlock thing, but it unlocks nothing except for my car. So, so um, are, are you glad nobody was rolling on that? It's not on YouTube? Uh, yeah, I guess it's, most of the time I'm usually by myself and just sitting there just like clicking it, being like, okay, why is nothing opening? And you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. This is not the mechanism that works for this door, like my front door. So that would be really cool if they eventually had that. I'm sure it's happening. Now, everybody, this is Sarah Gonzalez. She is everybody's favorite baker. Can you believe that Craig Midget is my co-host? Uh, you know what? Yeah, because you guys have a little bit of a feud going on online occasionally. It feels like it's cooled off a little bit. I feel like you guys are, are, have, have not been quite in each other's throats. As a yeah, I've been kicked off so many sites that I don't even really see him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know her, I heard Spring Hill, Tennessee, Tennessee, y'all misses us. Oh, you're not on there either, are you? Uh, I got kicked off right after you did. <laughs> you got kicked off because you're... Almost because of you. <laughs> my, my very last action on Spring Hill, no, no, on, on, on iHeart Spring Hill, Tennessee, y'all, was to laugh at some stupid thing you posted. I clicked like or oh the laugh emoji or something. That did it. And then minutes and later, I couldn't get it back? on the page anymore. Oh. I was gone. Couldn't even find it. Oh. I've been notified that Perma I'm banned. banned for life. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And it wasn't, I didn't even do wow. anything, really, except, like, disagreed with the administrator it or was, something. It I don't know. pretty it was, banal. Yeah, yeah. I don't, he's probably not even on there anymore. Maybe he is, She? She? I mean, oh, it was a oh, dude, yeah. some, some dude. Well, all- oh, I don't even remember. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Sarah, hold on. Stay with us till the end of the show because you've got a lot of things going on and we want to get to that. And now it's time for Price's Headlines. Local couple glares at car in front of them with California tags. Spring Hill husband and wife Roy and Judy Gladstone were on their way to the Super Kroger when they noticed the out-of-state plates on the sporty SUV stopped in front of them at the red light. I hope they didn't bring their politics with them, quipped Roy. I bet that implant has implants, sneered a jealous Judy. Turns out it was just some local thief that stole the car from Target. A Thompson Station man with OCD knocks three times, spins twice, once clockwise, then counterclockwise, and then to counter the counterclockwise, spins again in a clockwise direction. Quickly realizing the rule of threes can't be unbroken, he hops on one foot three times, becoming the latest TikTok influencer via a neighbor's ring doorbell. Area husband Ryan Peterson got in trouble with his wife Becky the other night for not using a twisty tie on a loaf of bread's plastic bag. He said a quick foldover does the same exact thing. Their divorce hearing is scheduled in December at the Murray County Courthouse. And those are your Price's Headlines. All right, Craig, we've got a guest on the line. 
It's Detective Jeff Alexander from the Spring Hill Police Department, and there's a big event going on. But, Jeff, thanks for being on here. We want to get to know you before we talk about the event. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing all right. Thanks, Steve, for having me. Oh, absolutely. Now, how long have you been with uh, the Spring Hill Police Department? Uh, since 2014. Okay. Have you been in uh, law enforcement longer than that? I actually started with the Department of Corrections in 1995 and then moved to Tennessee Highway Patrol in 2000. Has law enforcement always just been in your blood? Did you have anybody else in your family in law enforcement, or is this just something you you always just wanted to do? There has been several members of the family uh, in law enforcement over the years, uh, but the decision for me was made when I was in eighth grade and took a trip to Washington, D.C. and actually get to meet some FBI agents uh, when we went through the federal building there. How long have you been a detective? Uh, I've been a detective for almost two years now. Okay, so you're, you're promoted by Spring Hill PD then? Yes. Excellent. Yes, I was a patrolman, then sergeant, and then moved over to criminal investigations. Now, you're awarded something really prestigious recently. Tell us about it. Uh, Yeah, so so I was recognized for Law Enforcement Accommodation Medal by the Tennessee Society Sons of the American Revolution. So uh, it's a a nice medal and ribbon that was actually given to me on Monday. And how did you get on their radar? There was an article posted uh, back Uh, this summer with the Williamson Herald in regards to local hometown heroes. And they had done a story on the peer support and uh, mental health uh, issues that I have took on as as kind of my calling uh, in the way that I want to try to help the community and and the other officers and first responders that I get to see and work with every day. Is that part of the Spring Hill Knight Foundation? Uh, yes, Spring Hill Knight Foundation is a nonprofit that uh, I'm one of the co-founders or originators of and, and the president of. Uh, well, tell us a little I bit about that. Yes, Uh well, the Knight Foundation supports first responders, so police, fire, EMS, dispatch. Uh, we're there for them in any time of need. So we want to make sure they have equipment that they need, training that they need, and if there's ever a time that uh, you know they are in crisis or need help with medical bills or uh, you know, staying in hotels close to their family if they're in the hospital, if something was to happen to one of us, or heaven forbid, uh, you know, if there's a line of duty death, we want to be there and support them. So uh, we, we've we helped out in a few different areas like that. And we also have a 15-passenger van that was donated to us by Church of the City, Spring Hill, that we use for transports during, you know, funeral services. Uh, we're going to take it up to the National Memorial Service in D.C. for transport for survivors, uh, and we also use it for domestic violence victims uh, locally in the city. So uh, they they have plenty of room and aren't being transported, you know, in a marked patrol car. 
Okay. Um, what is, what's the, what's the scope of your services? How far do you guys reach? So we are local. We, we stay mostly, you know, in Williamson and Murray County, but we have helped, uh, family members as far as Jackson. Uh, and we want to continue to grow here in, in the middle Tennessee area. Uh, so, uh, definitely we want to reach across Tennessee as, as, as we grow. Yeah, and you mentioned your growth. Um, that kind of is a good segue to uh, an event you have coming up, a fundraiser. Uh, yeah, so uh, on the 23rd of this month, uh, we have a wine tasting and uh, craft beer uh, tasting, a couple of the local uh, vineyards and uh, one of the local breweries has offered to support us, and we're going to be at Ripabilla. Plantation. We'll do a uh, starts at six, and we'll have guided tours for an hour uh, that night, and then we'll start the the tasting, and we'll have you know some light hors d'oeuvres, uh, silent auction, and uh, some music playing. I think we've got a couple of different groups that'll be there to to entertain us. Now, I understand uh, one of the items on the uh, silent auction is a romantic dinner with Craig Midget. Is that correct? <laughs> that sounds good. Nobody wants, go. nobody wants that. No, they don't. My wife barely wants that. Um, how, would, how would people find more information about uh, the event, and how would they purchase tickets? So Eventbrite, uh, we're on there to purchase the tickets. It's a night to remember. Uh, night with a K, and you can also find us on our Facebook page, uh, SH Knight Foundation, and uh, get more information on on either one there. Uh, and then, of course, if they just want more information about the nonprofit, it's shknightfoundation.org. Okay, and before we go, you know, uh, you're talking about your foundation, and I was just curious if there is a story a positive story that has come out of this that you want to share with us? Well, there, you know, honestly, there's so many, uh, the community itself, uh, is so caring in Williamson and Murray County, you know, they support law enforcement and fire and, and EMS, uh, dispatch so well. But, uh, one of the other things that has grown from this and, and, uh, I have a kind of a counterpart with the fire department and uh, his name's Mike Bryan and we've worked together uh, along with the nonprofit and we've been able to grow a group of volunteers. There's around 20 that uh, are, are church members mostly. Uh, the area churches have come together to support us and they have taken on this calling to help support us on scenes uh, of tragic events or just critical incidents. And, you know, I have seen these volunteers show up and, and take kids back to churches to play games with them and uh, take them meals. Um, you know, I've, I've heard the aftermath of uh, suicide intervention calls where the volunteer has uh, been in a parking lot and someone with thoughts was there and, and just through some of the training that they've picked up through this program and, and from the training we've had with the nonprofit, 
uh, be able to to do a successful intervention with these people. So there's so many stories, uh, and and I'm proud of proud of our volunteers in our community. Well, we're proud of you. Thank you for doing such a great job, and I know you're out there saving lives, and we uh, we want to thank you. Well, I thank you very much, and uh, and I appreciate y'all, you know, taking time to recognize me and and the organization. So thanks again. All right, Mark Staffen from Core Insurance Advisors joins us now. How you doing, Mark? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. How are you guys doing? Doing well, doing well. Good. So, Mark, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, how long you've been in Spring Hill? Uh, I moved to Spring Hill uh, in 2004. Um, certainly a little different town back then, yeah. uh, but I've been here since then. Yeah, for sure. So I've gotten to see all the changes we've gone through there. And uh, a Kroger is now a church. It is true. And uh, what used to be kind of rural land is now stores and all sorts of crazy stuff. So and storage but, units. Uh, it will offend. Yes, true. It will offend old-timers to say this, but 2004 practically makes you an old-timer. Well, you know, uh, I, I'm okay to say that. That's fine. So, <laughs> Not an old-timer I, I by remember. age, but as far as your, your, your longevity in this area. Yeah, my tenure here has been a while, and I, I, can, I can say I remember when and, and really be an authority. So you're right on that. I have a little bit of that. I was here since 2007 when Kroger was still Kroger and not a church yet. Um, but, uh, yeah, not, a, not quite as long as you. Yeah, and I jumped in, what, 2000, January 2005, we were out there at Wingate Estates. The parks at Wingate Estates was where the oh, first okay. house. A lot has changed since uh, 2004, and a lot of people have moved into this area. And with that have come their parents, grandparents, want to wanna be right. near the grandkids. They, they don't want to be near the kids. They're kids. Let's face it. They want to be near the grandkids. So they're here. <laughs> right. And what, let me guess, they're getting inundated right now with, with mail about Medicare. They are. It is, uh, as I jokingly say uh, with a serious tone, it is the season. So this is the time of year. They call it an annual election period where anyone on Medicare uh, gets to make a change in their current coverage. They don't have to make a change, mind you, but uh, now they're probably getting phone calls. They're seeing ads on the TV. They're getting things in the mail. So uh, if you're on Medicare, um, you're on somebody's radar screen this time of year for sure. And one of our goals to make it a little less stressful, but if you think about it, um, there's so many different choices on the market, so many different people saying, hey, this is best for you, that's best for you. And, you know, that, that just adds to the stress right there. But it, it can be pretty stressful time. Um, you know, certainly as we get older, um, you know, if we make mistakes and, you know, those choices, they cost us more money, you know, they impact, uh, you know, their lifestyle, if you will. Those are the kind of things that aren't easily changed. Um, and so, yeah, this could, this could be really stressful for people. Okay, so you are part of Core Insurance Advisors. Tell us about your company. Well, uh, the company's been around for uh, about five years. It was founded by my wife, and we represent, we, we serve the Medicare population. So our primary focus is 
uh, Medicare health insurance. We do do life insurance and some other products as well, but primarily we help those on Medicare. And uh, really, we look at ourselves not so much as a sales organization, but an educational organization. Our goal is really to meet with people, kind of get to know them, get to know their needs, and try to help them make good decisions in times like these. Um, and the one thing about this population, and I think all of us, you know, the way we are this year may be different next year. So my needs last year may be different than this year. And so what we do is we meet with people, talk to them about their current coverage, get to know what's important to them, and try to help them make good decisions. Sometimes that may be something new, and sometimes that may be, hey, you're good where you are. But our goal is really to kind of try to ease the tension this time of year on, hey, what's the best choice for me? People can make a selection on a plan that they want to take effect next year. So they'll have October 15th through the 7th of December to make a choice if they want to change plans. And whatever they choose actually takes effect January 1. So they're kind of uh, looking into the crystal ball, if you will, on what benefits they want uh, in the coming year. And so that's the choice they're making now for uh, whatever they have in 2002. Now, if I'm 70, I, I'm, I'm just envisioning myself at 70, uh, 75. At this point, I, I'm not going through this stuff. I'm just checking boxes. Right. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Sure. You know, everything's, right. everything's the same. But, I mean, you do that and – that might can bite you in the you know what. Sure. Yeah. Tell well, us a I bit think about that. that's where. Well, I think that is where uh, having an agent, uh, someone you can trust, comes in really handy. And so, um, uh, a lot of people have an agent they've worked with for years. Some don't. But I think that's where personally the differences come in. With a good agent, they're going to know you. They're going to know your needs. There's somebody you probably trust and can have an open dialogue about, hey, this is what's going on with me, whether it's a health condition or I'm on medications or whatever. Um, but they really uh, can do the legwork for you in sorting through the maze of plans and come up with a couple good suggestions to say, hey, you know, based on our, our you know, experience together, this would be good. Maybe you don't change. Maybe that's not good for you. Or, hey, guess what? There's a plan out there or a couple plans out there we should probably talk about because it may help you in the current situation you're in. And I think, you know, uh, I wouldn't want to be 70 trying to sort through all the plan options, but I think that's where having someone you can rely on uh, that is licensed, that understands the dynamic of all the products can really help sort through that maze of stuff and kind of keep all, you know, the TV ads and the direct mail and all the other stuff at bay and really help you make a good decision on what's best for you and or, you know, your family when it comes to those choices. And certainly, last but not least, there shouldn't be a charge for that. You know, agents are paid by the plans they represent, so no one should charge you a fee to sit down and talk to you and, you know, hey, it costs $100 to review your plan or whatever that may be. So. But I think if you can find somebody, whether it's us or somebody else you know that you can trust and build a relationship with, I think really that's going to be uh, a differentiator in uh, how satisfied you are and are you really going to be uh, on a plan that works well for you. 
Thank you for sharing all that, Mark. Um, if if someone in our listening audience um, needs services like yours, needs needs to review their plan for 2022, how do they get a hold of you? Well, there's a couple ways. Um, you can go to our website. It's coreinsuranceadvisors.com. It's you know core c o r insuranceadvisors.com, or we have a toll free number uh, that someone can call, and that's eight seven seven. Four zero four eight zero six zero, and we also do events in the communities we serve. So if you see uh, our logo or you see us out doing some kind of an event, just stop by and say hi, and it's a great way to get to meet us and our team. Wonderful. Well, yeah, thanks for doing all that in the community. That's great. Now you're welcome. Uh, we appreciate that. I mean, that's really how this got founded. Um, we're really passionate about giving back to the communities that we serve. So hopefully we do that well and can help people. Well, wonderful. Thank you for the information. And please tell Linda I said hello. I will absolutely do that for sure. All right. And and to the listening audience, Linda is his wife, and she's one of the nicest people I've ever met. That is true. She's one of the nicest people I've ever met as well, which is one of the reasons, one of the many reasons why I married her. (laughs) Well, great. Hey, thank you so much for being on. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for the invite. Sarah, 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 what is going on in yeah. your world? Now, before you say anything, let, let me let me tell you something. I was in Gaslight Books the other That's the name of the place, right? Gaslight yeah. Books? Ghostlight. Oh, uh, Ghostlight. Yeah, Good Ghostlight. Lord. Not what Gaslight. Am I talking Gas- about? Gaslight. Yeah. <laughs> you're not going to get any childhood trauma there at all. It's lots of books. <laughs> all right. So, so ghost, it's called Ghostlight? Yeah, it's Ghost Light. What does that ghost mean? Light What's book. a Ghost Light? Yes. Ghost Light is a theater thing. Um, it's the, it's the, it's the, the lamp that's always on on a theater stage. Like when, when the hall is empty and the lights are off, there's that one light on that stays um, uh, illuminated on stage to appease the ghosts in the building. Oh, so are 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 they a twenty four seven organization? Or no. Uh, no, they just use the, the word. <laughs> no, but uh, Sarah, Sarah Kennedy that runs it is uh, she actually works with the Mid South Youth um, Theater right. Group. So uh, the book the bookstore actually helps fund the youth theater program in Spring Hill. Well, I, I think she needs to be on the show. What the heck are we doing? Sounds like it. She does need. I I mean, there you go. We, she should be. <laughs> well, okay. So I, I was I, in the here. We are bringing Sarah back for what the fifth time. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I, I mean, you almost have like yard boy status over here. <laughs> oh my gosh! You know what? That's totally fine. I am all up for this. We are having a good right. time. Okay, so I was in the Ghost Light. Excuse me, everybody. Ghost Light books the other day. I was looking in for you know I was there for some Mark Greeny, uh, some uh, Jeff Horitz. Um, you know the Orphan X series, which is a great series. They didn't have any, but you know what? They do have Craig. What? They do have. Probably, I don't know, a dozen, a baker's dozen. Of, <laughs> that'd, be thir- that'd be 13. Yeah. Uh, of ser- Well, we can't say 13. That's, you know, that's so, bad luck, right? It's better than saying gaslighting. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, baker's it, dozen. Anyway, <laughs> they, they, they have more than a dozen of Sarah's books. Uh, she has a cookbook out. What's the name of that cookbook? I do. I read it. It's called Baking with the Bread Lady, 100 Delicious Recipes that You Can Master at Home. I will say this, and I, I, I'm, not just, uh, I'm not just saying this uh, because you're on the line. Uh, I, I picked me up a copy. I was flipping through, 
and I was very impressed. And I will even go on to say it's the best cookbook I've ever seen. It's a beautiful book. It really is. Oh. And then I, I was I was well, looking at the credits you. there, uh, you seeing who did what, and I noticed you were the photographer too. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are only two bo- or two pictures in the entire book that I did not take, and both of those are pictures of me. So every other picture in the book I did take, and I actually learned how to edit photos and I guess take better photos for this project specifically. So it's uh, definitely, definitely a labor of love. So, but it was, it was a lot of fun. I, I didn't think that this would ever be a thing I would get to do. And then it kind of the, the opportunity came up. And I mean, every, if everybody knows at the bakery, I'm really good at saying yes to stuff I don't know how to do, and then just yeah. kind of work it out. Actually, they don't know I don't know how to do it. I just say stuff. They just say yes, and then you know, kind of. Like, it's like you, it's like you jump out of a plane and you build a you know, make a parachute on the way down, or however that goes. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so yeah, I wrote a cookbook. I, I had I quit one um, job with the bakery, uh, working eighteen hours a day, and then I picked up another job working a crazy amount of hours. Then I got to do it in my sweatpants at home, uh, making making the recipe book. So well, uh, how how do people pick it up? Is yeah. is it you know can can they go online and pick it up? Yeah, they can. Um, actually, I have a website. It is breadladieskitchen.com. If you go there, you'll have a, there'll be a pop-up that comes up right at first. You'll be able to see all of the different places that you can uh, pick up that book. I know right now, locally, you can go to Ghostlight Books and also Wild Root Florist has it. And then I believe that Vintage Just One Five just got their order in. Um, and as more local places get it, we will add those to the site as well. But you can always get it on Amazon, Walmart, Books a million, Barnes and Noble. Um, I think Target got it on their website. So, like, pretty much anywhere that you can buy books. Wow! Congratulations, that's huge. Yeah. So, we were we were so thank you thank you. We oh. were so eager for the cookbook that we pre-ordered oh. it from Amazon. We got it like the uh, day of the day it was released. There you go. H- have you made any anything from from the book? Why would you ask me that? <laughs> you had to ask. You had to ask me. <laughs> no, we haven't yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in the off chance that you don't bake, it's really it's, a, it's actually a really good gift to give to somebody else that does, and then maybe you can, you know, get them to yeah. make you something. Um, but there's also a lot of story in there as well. So even if you don't bake, but you really like sexy food pics and um, tearjerker stories about people connecting through food and that kind of stuff, there's a lot of stories in there as well. So it's not just a cookbook. But it is also a cookbook as well. Yeah, very well done. Uh, I was very impressed. And um, yeah. th- thanks for calling me to, uh, yeah. to do your photography. <clears throat> no, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> it, it, you did better than I could do. But uh, So what else is going on with you? Uh, um, I am in the process of a lot of different kind of projects. I've got all kinds of uh, blogs and other things happening on my website. Um, uh, we got online courses up uh, during the pandemic. We um, kind of we we could no longer do the in-person right. classes, so we went and put all of the different classes online. So if you want to like a walkthrough of how we made the cinnamon rolls or the quick breads or whatnot, um, all of that. And then I am also working on producing my own show that will likely live on YouTube to start. Uh, but then eventually, hopefully, I'll be able to pitch it to a network. That's the ultimate goal: is to have a show and be able to travel 
nationwide and do a bunch of really cool stuff. So not going to give a whole lot of stuff, but if you have grandmas and mothers that love to bake and cook and are willing to share the recipe and want to be Julia Child for the day, they need to hit me up because this is going to be a fun project that involves a lot of people and sharing legacy of lots of great bakers. Does it have a name? Uh, yeah, but I'm not sharing it yet because i got to register gotcha. it first. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm getting all, all those all those TV rules and everything else like that. But uh, but yeah, once once we get everything up and going, I will definitely will make a big announcement on um, all of our social media. Wonderful. Well, how's everything going at the bakery? Uh, well, um, we we still own the building, and as of right now, that is my kitchen set. We if you haven't been into the bakery, well, nobody's been into the bakery since. October of 19. Um, but we revamped the front of the store to be a set kitchen. Um, but we are no longer doing the um, cinnamon rolls and cookie delivery like we did for 18, 19 months during COVID. Um, now that the cookbook is out and they've got all these other projects, I kind of, my world world was too full of bricks. I had to kind of offload some of those. Um, but I feel like we did, I feel like we did a really good thing with, uh, with everything as far as the cinnamon rolls and cookies and that kind of stuff. But now the book is here and all of those recipes are in the book. So you can make so, it at home. So has your, has your daughter already retired from uh, being a, a cookie mogul? <laughs> she has, she actually is working at legacy coffee. Um, so she, she's, I mean, she's been helping me in the kitchen since she was, you know, eight uh, professionally and, you know, younger than that just for fun. So She's like, I want to go get a handful of, you know, I want to, I want to go do some other stuff. So yeah, so, so she's uh, making coffee and she's helping um, run some social media accounts for some other businesses. So at 16 years old, she's got like three jobs, which is outstanding. And she's not been pushed to do any of it. She's just, she's going to take over the world. Oh, for her. Yeah, that's she's, she's had a good example of a go-getter. I think she has, she's had a she's had two good examples of a workaholic. So we kind of have to be like, hey, you you still get to go have fun. So, but yeah, she's she's good. She's a good kid. And the, the last time I talked you, you, with you, I, I know you had that um, the episode. How, how's your health doing? A lot better. I get to sleep a lot more. Um, I've been you know exercising and doing all the all the things, not necessarily for weight loss, but more of just like my you know when you work in a commercial kitchen for you know fourteen to eighteen hour days, you kind of beat your body up yeah. a little bit. So to be able to just rest um, and kind of I take naps now. I don't wake if I if I wake up after six a.m. I feel like I got enough sleep, which is good. So I, a lot, I mean, a lot better. I feel like I'm a lot more lively. My sense of humor is back. I'm just overall, I feel like, I don't know. It's amazing what happens when you sleep a good amount. And you know what, Craig, if you want, if you want my, uh, my coffee trash can, I still have it. So I can <laughs> send them off your way to it. Hey, what? You, <laughs> <laughs> you can tell that story. Uh, Craig. Uh, Craig kept um, bugging me about naming one of my products after him since I had the roundabout named after the roundabout at the um, at uh, Double yeah. Target and um, and everything like that. And he was giving me such a hard time and being such a bud about it. Um, he I named my coffee ground collect you know collection trash can after Craig. And at one point he was actually taking all of the coffee ground uh, for his um, for all of his gardening and everything like that. But so yeah. So my 
Yeah, my trash cans has Craig Midget scrawled on the side of it. Just I think for they him. need to stay in the bakery, though. Even, even if it's um, turned around when you're I filming. Think it's in the trailer. <laughs> hey, and, and maybe in <laughs> my face. You know, the sticker of my face. Oh, my God. That was on her back. back Oh, yeah. (laughs) You did that. I did that, Sarah. Chris. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Because I first thought it was, was, he was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I'm like, come on. No, I had no idea. I'm like, wait, was this Photoshop? What is going on? I had no idea what that was. (laughs) It scared the crap out of me at, like, Three o'clock in the morning when I showed up one morning, it, because I had my flashlight like in my like it was punched between my teeth as I'm trying to open the door. I look up and there's Steve Price staring me in the face. <laughs> I don't scare anybody. Lock the door. So so Craig went around town with a sticker of my face, like five sheets of stickers. Yeah, and people would post that in these local Facebook, and I'm like, I have I have no idea. I have no, and the people are like, who dad? It was, on yeah. a red, it was on a red box. It was on a bunch of Kroger shopping carts. It was on the the little oh take a God. wipe and wipe your cart your shopping cart down thing at Publix. Yeah. It was on some drive through menus. Oh, God. And I had no idea was, who was doing that. Wow. And that was fun. And, oh, jeez. How early did you have to get up and go and do that? I just, Greg. oh, at your place? Were you up early in the morning? Or did you just, I, don't, I yeah. don't remember. Or did you do it the day before after it we was left? Prob- it was probably late in the evening when I went to go pick up some coffee grounds from my compost bin, and I, and I stuck one up there. Oh, there you go. <laughs> That's hilarious. I think I ended up growing a mustache on that. Picture. Yeah. That stayed up there for, like, months. <laughs> but, better, um, that's better than that's what some awesome. people um, um, wrote on them other places. Uh, yeah. Yeah, someone oh was pretty God. profane with well, one of the stickers. Wow. <laughs> See, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I just. <laughs> I feel like my stuff was enough, but you know, I've done that to myself with my own marketing. So, yeah, Craig, you're bad. fired. Um, but yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's been fun. Thanks for being here, and uh, didn't last one episode. Yeah. No, nope. <laughs> uh, you know where the door is, and. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh my anyway. gosh. So is Craig gonna be on all the time? Yeah. Are you is Craig gonna be on all the time or is this gonna be a a one time thing? No, I think it's uh it's some somewhere trying out for uh, this this new season of the Price of Highway podcast. Yeah. Having having That's having awesome. a co host. Cool. You know, we should have Very a price cool. versus midget segment. Mm. And like, you know, kind of point counterpoint. Yes. You know, like I think, okay, so for instance, what is your favorite pizza? Locally? Like, locally. Ah, I hate I, I hate having to make that decision. Uh, I don't care. Make it. Because you're going to hate my, you're going to hate my <laughs> counterpoint. <laughs> no, I won't. Because I think I know what, I think I know what yours is. Well, say it. <clears throat> I told, a couple weeks ago when I was standing in line waiting for my, waiting, waiting to pick up my pizza at Nelly's. I was having a conversation with, with someone there um, who was also waiting for her pizza. It was a busy Friday evening, um, so there were several people waiting. And uh, I said, have you tried this other place in town, too, called Viking Pizza? I said, they're both awesome. And I said, every time I come to Nelly's, I feel like I'm cheating on Viking. <laughs> and if I go to Viking, I feel like I'm cheating on Nelly's because uh, they're, they're both so good. They're both, so di- they're both vastly different, but really, really good. So I really can't, I can't 
I can't pick a side. Okay, so you're, you're thinking Nellie's or you're thinking Viking? Night, Nellie's or Viking. You, you know who has the best pizza? Nellie's or Viking? Uh, no, no. If you say Little Caesars or Domino's, I'm going to come over there right now. <laughs> no, I'm talking, I'm talking gas station pizza. That's the best. Oh, my God. What are you talking about? Hunt Brothers, man. <laughs> no. What are you doing? No. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you go to, I, don't know if, I don't know if Racetrack, the new Racetrack, newer Racetrack, it's not new anymore, in town is a Hunt Brothers uh, uh, Oh, they've they got the buffet. But they have a freaking pickle pizza. I can tolerate, you know, pineapple being on a pizza. What? I can eat it once a year or so. But pickle pizza? Come on, man. That's an abomination. Yeah. Why? What? Yes, yes. I was just going to say that. Oh, my God. Now, I like Nellie's. You know what? Let let me just say this. When I was... I always get a slice at Nellie's, but I usually get, like, the lasagna, which is great. Everything is good there. Yeah. And I understand that... The pasta was killer. To me, the... uh, I don't know. The pizza's a little, little stiff. But I get it by the slice. I don't get it by the pie, which, you know, it's probably... You know, reheated or whatever. So, you need to you get need it. Need a fresh pie. Yeah, get it by the pie you need and a fresh pie. Yeah, if you're going to reheat it, do not put it in the microwave. I'm going to tell you right that right now. That is terrible for gotcha. pizza crust. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm telling you. Um, yeah, Nelly's is Nelly's is good. I've had Nelly's. They were they were pretty good. Um, I've been to these a couple of times. Um, it's been a while though. I don't eat a lot of pizza because I make a lot of bread and pizza is just bread with stuff on it. So it kind of like burnt down a little, little bit on some of that stuff. But, I mean, yeah, always local. Um, DeSano's Pizza up in Nashville is pretty mm-hmm. killer. But um, that's outside of uh, You know what else is good? Hunka Pizza over there at the, uh, the Shell. Oh, my God. What? What are you talking about? I'm going to fire no, myself No, we need to podcast. rescue you from your... <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's it, everybody. Thanks for being here. And it's, it's, it's been fun. It's been an adventure. And where's the uh, record button? <laughs> this wasn't recording this whole time? No, it wasn't recording. We're gonna, we're gonna, we don't even have to do it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I do like gas station pizza. I don't understand you. You also you also okay, like, like uh, at the McDonald's hash browns. So uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. So no, I, I don't like it. I don't like the hash brown by itself. <laughs> but you have to order the hot mustard to dip it in, and then you've got yourself something very fantastic. Have you ever have you ever done it, no. Sarah? Hot mustard? No, I haven't. Okay. No, but I don't know. Like I don't. I don't. Like, I'm not a fan of McDonald's, but I think because I used to go with my grandma when I was a kid, like, like, just like a, like a cheeseburger and like a small fry. Like I can get down with that, like maybe twice a year. Um, but I guess I can't really complain about like fast food or whatever. Like I'm the queen of corn dogs. Like I don't care where it's from as long as it's like cooked right and it's crispy. Like freaking love a corn so dog. It's like your guilty pleasure. So <clears throat> it is. Yeah, actually, Mother's Day one year, Corey, my husband, for those who don't know who he is, um, but yeah, he uh, he he bought me like an entire stack of corn dogs from Sonic, 
and I cried because I was so happy. <laughs> and those you can, <laughs> I did. I like this is the best gift you ever could have given me. Like I, uh, I mean, like no jewelry, no flowers. I, I don't even give a crap about a card, chocolate, nothing. You bring me a sack of corn dogs. I am the happiest person on the slow planet. Year like for Mother's Day. that's. I mean, you no, know, it's just that's that was the thing. I guess it's the thing is it's kind of like gifts. It's like if people know like exactly like what your jam is, it doesn't matter how ridiculous that thing is. Like if he could have showed up with a thing of ice cream for because it's like the thing that I love, but I'm happy because he got me exactly what I wanted. The only other thing I could think of is like a 10 pound wheel of blue cheese. Mm. Oh, that sounds oh. like the most ridiculous mm. gift. Especially oh yeah, if you, mold is delicious. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I love I, you know what? I don't have to share it with you, dude. I mean, I have purchased myself a 10-pound wheel of blue cheese before for myself, walked in the door and was like, I bought oh. this for me. And Corey's like, are you freaking kidding me? I'd be like, dude, I could have bought a purse. I could have bought some of the things that I totally like would get bored with. Or I have a giant wheel of blue cheese. We're eating like kings for the rest of the year. Like, I love blue cheese, but I don't think yeah. I could go through an entire wheel without growing tired of it okay so when you say wheel what are, uh, we, what are we talking about I don't yeah know yeah i mean we're talking like a 12 inch wheel like a wagon wheel six inch wheel it's like 10 pounds so oh, um man. think of like a dinner plate so think of like a dinner plate mm. but like maybe maybe six inches tall well if, yeah if you okay well if you two like but, okay, the taste of dirty feet and and the uh <laughs> okay, so like, a, like think, think of like a black and blue burger, right? Like you get the Nasty. blue cheese on, like with all of the like the black pepper. I wouldn't even get one okay, at I, a gas station. You're excluded from the, this. Is this is your show, and we're excluding you from this for just a second. So, <laughs> so like, so let's just, <laughs> so let's just say that you have like like filet mignon, and like you melted like some blue cheese that over would... filet mignon. But what if you did the mass like the mashed potatoes mm. with blue cheese? with like a really good kind mm -hmm. of steak or if you did like alfredo so alfredo you already have cheese and heavy cream and all that kind of stuff in there but what if you like snuck in a little bit of blue cheese and then serve that with like a really good wine like i mean i i came up with all the ways to eat blue cheese i've even turned it into ice cream oh, and it was ooh, delicious what? Ooh, ice cream yeah I eat that yeah yes yeah. so fig preserves honey Walnuts and blue cheese. It was. You know what? Oh, no yeah. one would ever eat ranch ice cream because ranch is trash. No, it's not. Blue cheese is where it's at. <laughs> That's what you think. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> ranch. You know what? Now that you said it, now I can't. Now I can't it. <laughs> All right, yeah, y'all go to okay. Seriously, like, go to yeah. McDonald's, get you a hash brown, get you some hot mustard. We're not dip talking it. about that crap I don't anymore. care. I don't care. But I want you to do it. And I want you to report back and say that that was not the best thing you've ever had. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll try it. I, I can, you know, I've got a pretty light schedule right. tomorrow. Sure. I will go get mustard no, hot and mustard. hash brown. Hot mustard. To, I'll, I'll even hot mustard. Okay. If it's not okay. the best thing you've ever had, it, it'll be close. Okay. I don't. So there's, you have a chance. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know what you can put on a hot dog. You know, it's only, you know, mustard. What, what can you, what are, what are things to avoid right. with a corn dog? 
ranch. I mean, I only eat mustard. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ranch. You said... I don't know. She might. Blue cheese so might like come into play here. No, it's just, that's just, I, it sounds weird to say that I'm a purist about a corn dog because corn dog is literally on like the top 10 list of the most unhealthy foods yeah. in America. But I don't care. I mean, I go to the fair every single year and get a the biggest corn dog I can find with a crap ton of just yellow like French's mustard. Like that's the only thing I want on a corn dog. So I don't know. Maybe I think there's something with that. You know, you know what's not bad? Uh, so you, you get the mustard, you get the ketchup, and then you do kind of the swirl thing. No ketchup. And then you do the dip. No? No. No good? No. No. No ketchup. No, I don't have ketchup on, like, I think the only thing I do is, like, fries that are just kind of, like, okay to not that awesome. You can tell how much I like a fry by how little ketchup I use. If I can eat them with nothing, it's a great fry. Huh. Well, my old—it's old, it's not a steak, Sarah. Yeah. Uh, you know, my my old Paso friend, my old Paso <laughs> friends will enjoy this. Um, there is a place I grew up in a in a little the West Texas town of El Paso, and uh, da, 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 it. Da, 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 da. Thank you, and it, in the malls they had a place called Corn or, No Hot Dog on a Stick, and it's they're corn dogs, was right? Corn, you know? was, is corn yes. dog trademarked? They had that in California. They, they have where? They have them in okay. California. All too. right. So it, it's probably just a, a Southwest mm-hmm. thing. I don't know. I haven't seen them it's, here. Is corn dog trademarked? You can't. Well, okay. So it's it's not just it's not just a corn dog, but they had uh, this. Jal- yeah, the jalapeno cheese. cheese. Dip that in the stuff and deep. Yeah. That yes. was delicious. And so I would only put must. Well, you know, sometimes I'd put a little bit of ketchup in there. But anyway, so mainly mustard, and then you get the uh, the cherry <laughs> lemonade. Do you remember that? Yes, the lemonade was oh. so good. Yeah, you could get like there's like four, four or five different kinds of lemonade. They're yeah. all awesome. But I don't know. I don't know how they got away with just women working there. Uh, probably because they look cuter in yeah. the uniform. Yeah, I don't. I don't think many guys would want to wear that uniform. So, I mean, the hat <laughs> was pretty. The hat is pretty yeah. outstanding. I mean, it's and and then. Did they? No, they don't wear they don't wear gloves there. No, it's the hat is made out of that. It's like a giant foam beach ball, yeah. almost kind of situation they got going on. It's so yeah. good. Oh what man, what's this place called? It's called a uh, yeah. hot. Yeah, hot dog on a stick. Look it up, Craig. Hot dogs on a stick, and it's actually um uh there's another company Manhattan something or other like Manhattan Beach Dogs or something like that. Um, but there's another one. It's it's because a um, hot dog and a stick is primary colors, but this other brand that either they bought or was under them or something like that, they have they, it's like blue and like seafoam green and white, I think. But they, the companies look almost exactly oh, the same. So I don't know if they split <laughs> yeah. or like they have like a cooler version, but they still like serve the same stuff. Ooh, I don't know. But but okay, what about corn dog seven? Do you remember Corn Dog Seven? What? It was like in kind of like the, not the nicer malls, and it was just like this dark, you know, suspicious place. You have to like knock three times and ask for Eddie. Uh, <laughs> it's uh... <laughs> no, I don't remember. I do not remember. <laughs> I think that. they're still around, um, but yeah, it's kind of like those those uh, you know seedier seedier malls, like Super Sketch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know about Corn Dog Seven. 
but they might still be around. I don't. Yeah. Not so good. Well, um, I, I don't know if anybody's <laughs> still listening, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, probably not. <laughs> you know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe some shift workers over there at the GM plant um, might, might be listening to us. But um, Sarah, thank you so much for being here. It was, it was fun to catch up. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. This was fun. Um, you know, you guys are awesome. Um, yeah. We should do this again sometime. Yeah, How about that? definitely. Sure. Um, I need to come see you and get a, get a signature in my, uh, in my, in my inside book cover, uh, cookbook cover too. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, I should um, I should tell you. Uh, so Wild Root Florist on the thirtieth of October, they're having their big Christmas holiday thing. I will also be doing a book signing during the uh, course of the event, so you can come find me there. But I know, where, um, but I know where you live. Yeah. That's, oh yeah. That's right. Do you, do you know where I live? There, there, oddly enough, there was a there was a sticker of my face at her house. I'm sure. No, I don't think there was. Um, but that's that's really weird that you said that. Now I'm like, I'm concerned. I would be too. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> okay. Well, whatever. There was like a last minute, totally forgot about it plug. But yeah, anybody else that wants a book signed, they can go to Wild Root Florist on October 30th during their holiday events. I will cool. Good to know. And they have the best signs as well. So. Their signs are hilarious. Oh, they do. I Kathy is amazing. I love everything that she does. I'm glad so. she's carried. I'm glad she's carried on that torch. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Definitely. Awesome. Well, hey. Very cool. Well, thank you guys so much. This was like super fun. This was. All right. Well, thank you again. Bye. Thank you. All right, Craig. Well, look, that's all the time we have for this episode. What, what did you think? It was pretty easy or? Yeah. yeah I enjoyed this. This was fun. Look forward to doing more. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, Craig, take us away. Price's Highway is presented by Price Sells Homes. Don't think twice. Call Carrie Price at 615-497-3317. She's on the web, too, at pricesellshomes.com. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe and get new episodes right when they drop. For Steve Price, I'm Craig Midget. Buckle up and drive safe out there. You've been listening to Price's Highway, a Steve Price totally terrible production.